0: what's up everybody it's the boy the boy like del De Niro. you see what it is you know what it is welcome back to the stew it's time for another episode of the best of bias podcast it's friday today you already know what goes on on friday um on this episode of the best of bias podcast we got a lot for you guys uh it's gonna be mostly sports again i told you y'all, y'all kind of how it goes during sports season i'm gonna give you a lot of sports but do not worry um this week we got two episodes coming out we're trying to get another episode uh another tournament going me and aka um we did the if you guys saw episode i forgot exactly what episode it was maybe 177 maybe 178 um you may have missed it if not if you didn't miss it good um this one we're actually going to do secondary characters last tournament we did um main characters from these anime shows put them up against each other and we saw who won Saitama from One Punch Man beat Goku in the championship so we're gonna go again we're gonna do another tournament um we feel like visually on YouTube was a good look and it was a cool little thing to do to switch up the game you know what I mean um, so we're gonna do secondary characters in these shows. We're gonna use the same shows, just grab their secondary characters and see how they uh, fare out as well. Because the sixteen we picked, picked pretty much are the top animes out right now, and what, what everybody's watching right now, anyway. So we're just gonna continue with those characters. I mean, those shows. Excuse me, and use their secondary characters. Sorry if my jersey's blinding y'all. You know, you're wearing the Oregon jersey. We'll get to it in a second, but um yeah we're gonna do that aka we're thinking about doing that this week so we're gonna get multiple episodes multiple content um episodes for you guys just so you have something to listen to and we can switch it up so we don't it's always not like a um one long episode we have to listen in between and try to find the topics we're actually gonna have one this one's gonna be mostly sports with uh yeah mostly sports actually i don't know if i'm gonna do any pop culture in here um but then the next episode i do aka we're gonna review ahsoka episode seven and we're gonna get into that tournament how does that sound for you guys Yeah, yeah. But uh, on this episode, we're going to talk a lot about sports. uh, NFL week three. Um, We have pretty much week four for the college football. We'll talk a little bit about Oregon and Colorado and some of the um, fallout from that. It's been a crazy week. Just kind of like after if you saw the game you know what happened i'll talk a little about it a little bit more once we get to the topic but a lot of bs coming from the other side man and, and, and i don't want to give my viewpoints on it you know what i'm wearing right now you know what i'm repping you already know if you're new you probably don't but if you've been here you already know i'm an oregon guy so i got a lot to say um fantasy football we're going to talk about and then a little bit of like not cinema corner, but it's gonna be like kind of what I'm watching right now. And again, some stuff for you guys to get into watching. Some trailers came out, some movie news came out and some new movies are coming out for uh, the Halloween weekend. And well, it's not Halloween yet, but like for the holiday month, you know, some thrillers, some uh, scary movies, some action movies So a lot to talk about on this episode of the Best of Bias podcast Thank you for being here, it's your boy like Del De Niro um, No guest this time, it's just me talking a lot of mess about Oregon And talking about the disappointment of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from this week But it's a sports podcast today, it's the Best of Bias podcast today Where that theme song at us right here Yeah It's the best, uh, best of bias You need to hear for from pop culture to the movies to United It's the best uh best of bias yeah. uh. <laughs> Your best of bias yeah. Yeah. what's up everybody what's up what's up what's up thank you for being here today man it's friday let's breathe together deep breath in deep breath out you know what i mean we're here today we woke up today we get to experience another friday um if you're off work we made it to the finish line if you're just going in let me help you get through your day either way thank you for being here with me i'm just kidding i'm a retired rapper i don't know it's still in me i guess but we're gonna talk about some sports today A lot of sports to talk about. Maybe I'll talk about your team. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll talk good about your team. Maybe I won't, but it's my bias today. So, you know what I'm saying? Unless somebody want to come defend their team on this bias table, it's probably going to get talked about in a, well, Not so positive light if it's not the Buccaneers, you know what I mean, or the Oregon Ducks. So let's get right to it. Let's start with some college football, shall we? Um, And me personally, bias, and for the sake of the episode, because unless you want the episode to be three hours, I ain't going to talk about every college football game. Uh, I'm just going to talk about the one that matters, the one that mattered the most this week. You heard me talking last week. You know, I was kind of conservative about my opinions when it came to the Oregon CU game. We saw what CU has been doing. We saw them taking care of business on the build-up to Oregon. So they kind of was feeling themselves, thinking they can come step in Eugene Hodson Stadium and just run run shot or whatever they or however you say it against us like they did everybody else. Let me get drink some water for this topic real quick. Sorry guys. <clears throat> Again. Let me preface this by saying I love everything that Coach Prime is doing, everything he has going on. I said that last week in the clip that I posted on my Instagram, check that out. I promise you, I t- I'm telling you that not I, I mean that from the sincerest part in my heart, everything he's doing for Colorado, taking a predominantly white town, white school and just turning it up and making minorities want to go there. And it's, just, it's a school that actually is obtainable to get into. You know what I'm saying? He's changing the culture there. He's making it really attractive for students to want to come there and play. Um, though the PAC 12 is being disbanded this year, um, You know, people are not looking to go to Colorado, looking to, you know, go to Boulder and go to school or play for the football team or, you know, and their sports were kind of in the dumps. They've been they went 111 last year. Um, I know last six, seven times Oregon played them. uh, We whooped them, like once we scored 60 on them, 40 points at least each time Um, they beat us once, probably in the last like seven years. And it was a super upset. Um, This has always been a game, you know, uh, you know, you know how the Pac 12 is. If you're a Pac 12 watcher, you know, they kind of cannibalize themselves. You know, there's teams that you should beat in your conference, but, you know, they play each other so much and the rivalries are so strong. Any given day in the Pac 12, a team can beat each other no matter how high-ranked or high, how low-ranked the team is in the Pac-12. They just know each other so well. There's always room for that cannibalization. You know what I mean? And it's happened once, you know? Mostly we just walked through them on our way to try to win the Pac-12 championship. So I know how, what they probably have against us historically. And, you know, we haven't really liked them historically. I mean, it's just that Pac-12 kind of rivalry kind of thing. But incoming prime, and you know what I'm saying? I, I Like, again... Lil Wayne, all the all the old-timer sports guys coming and supporting him on the sidelines, the recruiting he's going to be able to do, everything he's going to be able to do at this Power Five conference. Um, it's not the HBCU level. Um, this is actually D1. Le- well, you know, it was probably all D1, but just the FBS level. Um, so you know, I'm all about it. and I love what he's doing. I just wish that the rivalry with it's not really a super rivalry because we beat him a lot, but I wish people understood that the Oregon CU rivalry was already there before Prime got there. So when all the hype got there and a lot of the players got there, though you may have not have seen it in videos, uh, Oregon put out a hype video kind of showing the trash talk they were doing behind the scenes. Um everybody just thought that people were jealous of them going 3-0 and uh, how how flashy they were and stuff like that. No, 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 no. It, it, me personally there's two sides of it. You can't really especially in college sports, the rivalries go deep. Um, So I don't know. I just felt like a lot of the time when, not a lot of the time, but this instance here, Coach Prime attracted a lot of casual um, viewers, a lot of casual college football watchers uh, that really aren't in tune with how it goes in college football, as far as the rivalries, how entrenched these rivalries really are. So once Prime gets there and people, you know, get see all the hype, all the coverage on social media. Everything you see is CU see Coach Prime, CU Coach Prime, CU Coach Prime. It adds a it adds an extra motivation for those teams that are already your rivals in your conference to beat you. It's not jealousy. It's just how it is. It's just like, come on now, if you set yourself up being this big bad team that everybody you know is watching everybody thinks it's supposed to be a national champion everybody thinks your quarterback is supposed to be Heisman now they're going to want to give you their best shot every time and it's like okay now if CU comes in talking mess and the other team talks mess back and the other team wins now it's all about hatred and it's all about this team was supposed to win, and this and now it's just all the hype and the the inspiration you're trying to give your team was actually negative to Coach Prime. And all the coordinators from other teams are giving our team information just so they can beat Prime. It has nothing to do with the kids. It's like, uh, the spin is just kind of crazy. I didn't really think it would affect me this much when it comes down to it. The media is going to media no matter what. But it's just crazy when it comes down to the competitiveness of my sports, man. I've been talking shit about these other teams forever. Let me just get that, especially in the Pac-12. It's like a brotherly love, brotherly hate, you know, because I love my Pac-12 teams. I love these teams out here, though I may have hate them as far as us being rivals. You know, I still respect them out there. You know what I mean? I love what they're doing out there. Um, But when it comes down to the football games and in a college football sport that only takes one loss to be completely eliminated from college football playoff contention, there ain't no love lost. We talking mess... We beat you, especially if you're talking mess, stomping on our logos, talking about you're gonna beat us up, beat up our coaches too. We're gonna make you guys hear it. Don't play innocent after the fact, you know, and we're gonna move on to the next week, and it's one week at a time, and it's not really that big of a deal. But it's like you can talk mess when you win, you can talk mess when you lose too. Again, Coach Prime, everything you're doing, you're gonna continue to do it. You know, he's talking like, oh, okay, well, first of all, let me tell you guys the score. If you didn't see the game, the score is 42 to six. Oregon won forty-two to six. Um, this game was hyped up. Uh, like again, they CU beat TCU, which was ranked uh, seventeen overall in their first game. Uh, then they followed up with beating uh, Nebraska and Matt Rule, who was coached by NFL ex head coach. So people thought, you know, that was really impressive as well, and it was definitely was really impressive. Um, week three, it should have gave people really a cause to pause. Just for the fact that CU uh, CSU gave them such a hard game, um, though it's a rivalry game, I guess you know that can hype it up, make teams play to their biggest capabilities, and also the fact that everybody saw that cheap, cheap shot that uh, Travis Hunter took, which eliminated him from the game, who was arguably, well not arguably, definitely the best player on the ball, uh, in on CU's team on both sides of the ball, which really put them at a disadvantage, but Ultimately, you know, CSU should have, you know, never been on their level, no matter if Travis Hunter was out or not, they should have blown them out. But I don't know. Internal motivation, I guess, the right coaching. And I guess the stuff that Nardville was saying about Dion inspired his team enough um, to put up a fight and, um, you know, uh, think they won in overtime. Uh, CU won in overtime. Um, But in this game, you know, recruiting talent-wise already established on the team. Oregon was already better. And we kind of knew that. But we're not going to take this media pummeling and just make everybody think that they're definitely going to win. They're going to walk all over this team that's been established and trying to build towards something for years and years and years. It wasn't going to turn into that. People turned it into something like, oh, Coach Dan Lanning just wished he had as many eyes on him as the CU team had. No, man, we don't care about that. We care about winning a national championship. We just have to come out here and I'm sure that Fox wanted us to hype up the game. You know, it's just like boxing. You Both sides have to do their job in hyping up the game. You want us just to sit there and no pun intended, act like a wounded duck while you guys talk all your mess and uh, pump out your chest? No, we're going to say some stuff. We're going to get our team motivated as well. And if we go out there and win and show you guys how we feel about you guys coming in and disrespecting us, it's not about disrespecting Coach Prime or disrespecting anything that he's doing or has anything to do with race. The white coaches mad that black coaches are in the position area. I mean, I see how that jealousy and I see how that, that topic can be uh, addressed or, you know brought up with a lot of different people, but our coach, no way, no way at all. Coach Lanning came from Georgia, already winning program um, as a defensive assistant, trying to prove himself as a head coach. You know what I mean? He's not jealous of nobody. He had his time in the light, um, him coming out of Georgia, being that first time head coach, young guy, a defensive coordinator, you know, first year he went 10 and three, you know what I mean? So he had to, he took his lumps as a first time head coach and had to go through the process. Um <clears throat> I feel like he just didn't want to back down when it came to another team trying to talk trash and try to punk and intimidate his, kid, his kids. I thought he uh, gave the right speeches. The soundbite that ESPN was able to get motivated both sides and made the game a good game. Um, but all in all, Oregon was able to win. Um, next, we got Stanford. Uh, Bo Nicks looked great. Uh, um, freaking, oof, man, why am I forgetting my boy's name? Troy Franklin looked great. Three, t- uh, Two touchdowns. Uh, Bucky Irvin, of course, looked great. We lost Noy Winnington, sadly, um, to, uh, I think, any injury. But we got a couple of backs still out there. Dattles actually going to be able to show himself this week. Um, freshman, um, I don't think he was going to play originally, but I think he may need to step up now. Um, a stable of receivers that are out there that can do their thing. Our D-line is better this year. Our Linebackers are better as well. Um transfer from alabama at corner looking nice out there but i can talk forever and ever about oregon's team i'm just happy we got through last week I'm um, again no harm done i hope we can move on they're playing usc this week i'm kind of mad how they didn't have any kind of sound bites about usc because usc is another media darling um they're not ever going to talk bad about usc and even if (laughs) usc has some sound bites about priming them they're not going to mention it because fox is in bed with both of those teams and it's in la everybody wants usc to win everybody loves coach prime so it's going to be interesting i haven't heard uh, you know much rah-rah yet maybe thursday and friday is when it'll heat up and people start picking sides and thinking you know I don't know. People think that CU is going to come back with a vengeance and keep up with USC. Me personally, yeah, again, as a Pac-12 guy, wouldn't mind seeing USC lose, Um, especially after we beat CU already. This gives us a higher ranking. You know what I mean? I think they're ranked number five. So that'd be great for us. Um, But yeah, again, now that the Oregon and CU game uh, is over, shoot. Coach Prime, do your thing. Everybody else you play. Good luck especially the good teams, a lot of good teams in the Pac-12, and I hope you knock them down. And if we see you guys again, it'll be in the Pac-12 championship. So let's see what happens. Good luck to you guys. I just wish Coach Prime can just do his thing. I mean, I guess with positive media comes negative media as well. But I just feel like him being in the position he is and doing the great things he is shouldn't be so divisive. You know what I mean? Let him do his thing. You know what I'm saying? If he loses, he loses. If he wins, he wins. Let's not overhype either way. He just It's his first year. He's just getting his feet wet now. You know the team he has isn't going to be the team he has forever. He is going to get better. He is going to recruit better. He, a lot of stuff for the team is going to get better. But I don't know. I feel like now that everybody's expectations of him not winning any games, him winning the first three games or two, was it three games, three games surpass surpassed that expectation. They just kind of, you know, media I guess isn't okay with the OK season. They ever thought they either thought it was going to be real bad, or now that they won three games, they're going to win every game. Like i don't know it's gonna be an interesting flip because they have again usc this week then they have asu the week after so we'll see how that goes but i'll get off of college football now and just get into the nfl because the nfl got a lot of games a lot of shit to talk about yeah i'm sorry about that when i'm talking about my teams i'll be going in but i'll be at the game next week in stanford if you guys are in the bay area or at the game holla at me i'll probably be wearing this jersey (laughs) uh this is justin herbert i know bonex and him are the same number but Shit, shit happens but go oregon hopefully we can keep winning games and get to that national championship college football playoff before they expand it to 12 teams i'm can really prove what this last two years was about as far as recruiting and developing the team and camaraderie and building that nike brand up you know what i'm saying um but yeah next we got some nfl to talk about excuse me here a lot of interesting stuff happened this week man Tr- Uh taylor swift visiting Kansas City um <laughs> making the crowd go crazy and half the game all up on Taylor Swift rather than watching the game um Usher announced as the Super Bowl 53 performer I think it's 53 out there in Vegas oh damn he ain't got to go no he already got a residen- red- residency there it's like already kind of <laughs> it's kind of meant to be he just go right over there to that stadium and just do his thing there but it's been a big year for Usher as far as his performances and re- residencies and stuff like that um it's good for him, man. It's a perfect way to uh, cap off a year, start a new year, and I'm happy for it, man. Usher or Chris Brown, and the next two people are in wise, is who I wanted to see in the uh, the Super Bowl. I know they probably never let Chris Brown on the stage, but last a uh, couple of years ago, last year they did Rihanna, the year before that they did a the little uh, West Coast kind of medley of uh, artists, but uh, Usher's going to be great. I'm, I'm excited to see what he what he has to offer, man. And you already know uh, he be putting on the shows out there at his residency, so I bet the show on the halftime is going to be incredible, you know what I'm saying? It's the biggest show probably of his life, most views he ever going to get, you know what I'm saying? And usually, I don't know if you even get paid for the Super Bowl performances, so yeah. This is big time, big time, big time. And man, we you got to sit here and talk about Usher's career when it's all said and done because it, it, longevity wise, you know, as far as dropping songs and still being relevant as an artist and still putting out hits, usher is doing his thing without any breaks man And this year i don't know how old he is it's been the year of his life um but yeah we'll talk more about that as the super bowl gets closer i'm sure they're gonna promote it that brought the hell out of it but congratulations usher um let's start it off with these reviews and scores i actually did mark them this time to see which one i pick and see if i got the pick right it's gonna be good uh thursday night we had the 49ers versus the um the New York Giants, the New York Giants, of course, lost. Their offense looked incredibly stupid. Without Saquon Barkley, without a, I think they're missing a guard and they're missing their star uh, left tackle, Andrew. What was it, what's his name? Andrews? Andrew? And you know what I'm talking about. His left tackle, star left tackle. They just paid him hella money too, I think. Um, he's raw. Um, But without them, you know, the 49ers defense is already kind of leap. Uh, yeah, they waxed them 30 to zero. I'm 30 to zero. <laughs> My bad Giants fans. 30 to 12. And of course I picked the 49ers to win that game. So I got that one right. Sunday, um, started off. We had the Falcons versus the Lions. Um, the Lions did win, which I did pick the Lions to win. They won 20 to six. Um, Lions move up to two and one. Falcons, uh, moved down to two and one. They were two and oh, damn. Good job, Lions. I needed you to do that for us. Um, by the way, the Giants are one and two now and the 49ers are three and zero. Oh. Um, the Chargers played the Vikings. This game gave me a heart attack because, you know, I am a big Justin Herbert fan. I'm wearing his jersey now. And last two weeks, man, the Chargers should have been winning these games. Keenan out there, Keenan out there, Wow. Ken and Allen out there balling and stuff like that, putting up massive numbers and, you know, defense at the end of the game is letting these teams come back and win. That's why they're 2-0. and uh, The Vikings are the same way. Um, for some reason, Kirk Cousins at the end of the game just kind of turns the ball over, uh, just has that itis. And now with I don't know, some for some reason with Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen gone, the team is dysfunctional. Um, I know Addison's been great for him. Uh, but they're not the same. Um, and they're 0-3 now. Uh, they lost to the Chargers uh, 28-24. to It took a miraculous game from Keenan Allen. I think he had like 16 catches, 214 yards. He had a touchdown pass himself. Uh, Justin Herbert almost had 400 yards, three touchdown passes. It took a valiant effort from that offense to get them over the hump and that defense didn't do, no, do them no favors. I don't understand how the defense is that bad when you have those players. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James on the backside, JC Jackson, um defensive line who's on that line in the middle i don't know but th- that defense is getting toe up when they have so many high priced players that they paid on that defense that it should be way better than it is um yeah but they won um when going to one and two uh the vikings are 0 and three which is going to put a big damper on them um but yes i did pick the lions i picked the chargers to beat the vikings so i got that one right and for this next game the saints played the Packers the Packers lost or the Packers beat the Saints thank the Lord 18 to 17 in this game Derek Carr did hurt his shoulder um, so Jameis Winston came in I think they were winning like shoot like 17 to zero or something at a certain point and then after Derek Carr went out um, their defense um, Packers defense was able to tighten up and Jordan Love was out, able to go out there and score some points and they were out th- uh, able to win the game 18 to 17 um, Packers 2-1 and one, Saints 2-1 and one. Texans played the Jaguars in the surprise upset of the night or morning. Uh, the Texans won thirty-seven to seventeen. Jaguars, I don't know what's going on. Uh, people predict you guys to have like one of the easiest schedules of the season coming in. You guys be a uh, maybe a potential to have number, like number one seed in the East or in the east, the east. Uh, what is it? The AFC. Um, but now it's not looking good for y'all. Um, you lost to the Texans thirty-seven to seventeen. is crazy. CJ Stroud just balled on y'all um and they couldn't score in the jaguars couldn't score in the red zone it was just pretty sad to see uh texans go to one and two and the jaguars actually went two as well uh the broncos played the dolphins in the ass whooping of the day uh the dolphins beat them 70 to 20 um to a and the dolphins were able to score whatever way they wanted They was not even trying to tackle them the defense of the broncos i guess they're on the field too much because the offense can do shit but the defense was running all over them doing whatever they wanted uh H-Han, I guess his name is, Devin H-Han, yeah, he had a whole bunch of yards, like 250-something overall yards, Uh, Mostert had like four touchdowns, Um, of course Tyreek Hill did his thing, they didn't even have Waddle playing, and they did all that shit on offense, it was crazy, and their defense was able to get a whole bunch of takeaways against uh, the Broncos, and it was just kind of weird, they were getting their asses whooped, and they kept like Russell Wilson in the whole game, I don't know, this whole Sean Payton, Russell Wilson thing isn't working, then, I don't know what's next for the team, but I think, yeah, they're 0-3 now. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough hole to dig themselves out of, especially in that division um, with all those teams that are hella good there. But the Dolphins are 3-0, and looking like the favorite in the AFC. Um, but, yeah, I picked that team to win, too. Um, I definitely got the Texans prediction wrong. So that's one I did not get right for sure. Um, Titans versus Browns. The Titans lost 27 to three. Uh, that Browns defense looks real. Defense line uh, led by Miles Garrett is just too raw. Um, their corners, the Denzel Ward shutting shit down. Grant Delpit shutting shit down. Um, yeah, it's not looking too good for him. Um, but you know what I mean? Who knows in that division, man? The offense of the Ravens is not looking good. Joey, uh, Joe Burrow just won his first game against the Rams. We'll talk about on Monday Night Football. Uh, Steelers do not look good at all. So who knows? The Browns can mess around and win that division without Deshaun Watson necessarily playing that well. But I did pick the Browns in that game, so I got that one right as well. Um, Browns 2-1, one, Titans 1-2. One Bills beat up on the Commanders 37-3. The defense of the Bills just yeah, Sam Howell didn't have a chance. Um, they, you know... The Commanders were 2-0. and Everybody came in like we're surprised about them. But the Bills losing week one to the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. They just kind of put a battery in their back, and they've been serving ever since last year. I mean, last week they beat up on the Raiders, and then this week they just went ahead and just beat up on the Commanders, too. I think their defense and fantasy football scored like 35 points, which was nuts. Um, but, yeah, the Bills are 2-1. and uh, The Commanders all are 2-1 and as well. The Colts beat the Ravens 22-19, to which was surprising. I believe it was in overtime um yeah i don't know man the colts look for real right now um their defense was handling uh the ravens i don't know there's a lot of injuries on the ravens offense like there has been for the last three years but i mean usually they figure it out towards the playoff time and they do make the playoffs but they did lose to the, the lowly cl- the colts without answering anthony richardson they I think they had who they have as a quarterback i don't remember who had them as a the quarterback but who they have playing quarterback because i know anthony richardson still hurt with a concussion he's coming back this week but I don't know who they had starting. I think it was Gardner Minshew. I think that's who it was, Gardner Minshew. The Culture are 2-1. The Ravens are 2-1 as well. The Patriots lost, or the Patriots beat the Jets 15-10. The Jets have no chance on offense. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. The Jets are just bad. Zach Wilson's just bad. Um, the coach said they believe in him, um, and they feel like they should keep him for the camaraderie of the team. They think that what they have going on is going to turn around once Zach Wilson does get comfortable. And maybe the mentoring of Aaron Rodgers from afar, a healing from that Achilles, maybe could get him right by the midseason. But right now, it's just kind of bad. And it's showing on the sidelines, players breaking down, you know, interviews bad, media just talking mess and just tearing the team apart just like last year Um it just sucks for that to happen to Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers going on uh, the Pat McAfee show to talk to him from his bed <laughs> about how the team just needs to grow up and just get it together, stop fighting on the sidelines. Joe Namath uh, doing interviews on uh, morning shows, talking about how they need to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, it's really tough for a young player uh, to kind of go through that and have to deal with going through – I don't know like Something's going on. Let me make sure they didn't mess up my mic situation. Oh, yeah, we good. Um, but yeah, they just make sure his psyche doesn't get messed up, and just make sure he just stays in with it. And just you know, you can't just I don't know. The league is kind of messed up now. They don't really want to give quarterbacks any time to develop, uh, especially you know it's like a win now league. Especially when you put teams together financially that, oof, with the hype that the Jets had, you know Dalvin Cook signing, Aaron Rodgers signing. Uh, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. There's a lot of stuff just to win now. Um, But again, I feel like if the defense, you know, puts Zach Wilson in positions to have short field, give the kicker some positions to make some field goals, it it could work out. It's just that, you know, you have to help the guy along. Let's not just kill him, you know what I mean? Figuratively speaking, you don't want to just tear him down to where he just looks worse and worse every week and it's just not going to be conducive to the team at all because there's not really anybody out there that can really go out there and get, that's going to change what's happening right now. Um, So, it should make the best of it. Um, Man, I don't know, extra practice, that line is still not great, so it doesn't help that, you know, that doesn't help the fact at all, but the Jets, man. Y'all get it together. And on the other end, excuse me, I'm nasty right now. Oh, gross. We do, guys. Ariel, blank that out or something. AKA, blank that out. Ew, that was gross. But yeah, on the other end, Mac Jones. It's good for him to get a win under his belt, too, because, man, people are unsure about him as well in his quarterback play. So it was good to see him get a win though it wasn't really you know it, was, it wasn't the best looking win 15 to 10 is an ugly score but they got that victory and they got the cowboys next week so if they can bring a couple of wins together because the cowboys did slip this week i'll talk about that soon and there's a chance that they can win and get on a little roll but the patriots are now one and two and the jets are one one and two as well one win being the bills week one panthers they lost to the seahawks 37 to 27 um the panthers are zero and three um bryce young is hurt so they had to start andy dalton um and the seahawks are two and one after losing week one the seahawks bounced back one two weeks in a row uh kenneth walker balled out had like over 130 yards for fantasy i mean in the game too but and you know scored a touchdown but he's balled out in fantasy like 35 plus points so if you had him you already know it's good seahawks move a two and one um this next game the bears they lost 43 to 10 almost got blown off the field it was 40 like 35 to 0 in the first half uh but this game it was less about the game and more so about who was at the game uh taylor swift was in the building hold on, let me let me let me let me let me let me do a camera for this let me just get right to it let me just get right to the business because everybody wants to know about it everybody wants to know <clears throat> we're going to give this one a dual cameras Like I said, it's less about the score in the Chiefs and Bears game and more about who was at the game. Everybody's been hearing about You guys heard about the Travis Kelsey and the Taylor Swift dating rumors. I'm still – I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's the biggest publicity stunt ever created or it's real. I don't know, man. Everybody – I don't know. Maybe they're just seeing in public for this her first time. And just started mentioning it for the first time. But Travis Kelsey, I know you guys know the football player because I'm talking about football and stuff right now. But Taylor Swift, I know you guys know about Tay Tay Swift too. I know y'all. I know y'all know about Tay Tay. Um, one of the biggest pop stars in the world right now. One of the biggest artists in the world right now. But for them to be together, kind of took over this whole game and the sports week, um, just for the fact that she showed up to the game um, half the time. The, the camera was in the stand showing taylor swift and halfway well the game wasn't really anything anyways the bears this year are very terrible justin Fields doesn't know what he's doing with himself so the game was more so about taylor swift and jj uh travis kelsey um it was more interesting because taylor swift was in the box with travis kelsey's mom you know what i'm saying how long have they really been dating for them to just meet moms right away sit next to moms in the box right away it's pretty interesting. Maybe mom is a fan. Maybe not. I don't know. But for it to be so fresh, like the 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 media public seeing it for the first time to be in the box with the mom is interesting. But it is very interesting as well, because right after this rumored relationship got talked about or put on blast in the public, the, Travis Kelsey's uh, jersey sales went up 400 percent. Um, His following social media wise went up a whole bunch as well. So I don't know, man, is this really a relationship or is it a ploy? just to boost each other's followings. I know Taylor's followings. Well, I don't know. Maybe some football players are going to listen to Taylor Swift now, but I know a lot of uh, Swifties are realizing who Travis Kelsey is now. So maybe it's working both ways. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she had a show in Kansas City or somewhere around there. It was like, maybe I'll step out and hang out with you. Maybe we'll just keep this thing going for a while. Or maybe it's really a date. How do you guys feel about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Usually, I don't know. I don't think that's the, the kind of girl that Travis Kelsey is usually into. But hey, who am I? I'm not the Swifty expert. Maybe, maybe I'm not the Travis Kelsey expert as well. Maybe stepping out of his comfort zone to, you know, date Taylor Swift. It's a lot of pressure though, because if you do mess up Mr. Travis Kelsey, you will be putting a song, uh, a triple platinum, maybe even diamond song. So maybe that's beneficial too. Maybe you'll get residuals from that. But I just thought it was really interesting. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Anyways, let me get back to you guys. My bad. Dual cameras just kind of comes. It just comes, man, sporadically. I don't know when it's going to come. It just comes sometimes. Pause. Uh, What games you got next? Oh, next we have the Cowboys versus the Cardinals. Man, everybody thought this game was chalked up as an automatic Cowboys win. They've been demolishing everybody the last couple of weeks. Uh, 40 to zero against the Giants, 30 to something against the Jets. So everybody thought this game was going to come in here and mollywop the Cardinals, who were pretty much vying for the number one pick to get a new quarterback and the number two pick to get hit, Marvin Harrison Jr. But yeah, the Cardinals were they they wasn't playing this week. Joshua Dobbs came out there and sliced them up in the passing game. James Conner came out, uh, came out there and just blew him up in the running game Almost over 150 yards rushing right through that defense. I know Trayvon Diggs uh, tore that ACL prayers out to him uh, hope for a speedy recovery. Um, but man, I didn't think that would cause such a de- detriment to the defense to where the Cardinals can go out there and just slice them up like hot butter through a knife, hot knife through a butter. Yeah. Something like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, this was upset of the week, man. Nobody really thought the the Cowboys would go out like that. You know, they almost came back and won, but Dak well, they were down by eight or something like that. They needed to tie it. But Dak threw an interception to Zaire White. I think his name was in the end zone. And they lose the game. It was pretty sad because you hate when a player has a negative connotation and people are saying stuff negative about the player. And that comes true And the time that people say it always comes true for that player. It just sucks. It just kind of feeds into that narrative that was not very beneficial for Mr. Dak Prescott. And I feel sorry for him for it, but. Yeah, the Cowboys did end up losing, moving them down to two and one, and uh, the who they play, the Cardinals went to one and two, I believe. Yeah, because that's the first game they've definitely won. One and three? No, they're one and two. It has to be one and two. Uh, the Steelers they beat the Raiders twenty-three to eighteen. Is that saying? Let me get a little bit bigger for you, boy. Twenty-three to eighteen. Yes, Raiders fall to one and two. Uh, Steelers move up to two and one. Um, this game was more so about the mistakes that Jimmy Garoppolo was making. He was throwing a bunch of interceptions. Devontae Adams was getting off. Uh, but Devontae Adams, man, they you know they he wants to establish a winning culture over there, and he's saying he doesn't have time to waste if the Raiders aren't going to establish a winning culture he'll have to go somewhere else because he is wasting his prime out there in Vegas if he's not going to win and make it to the playoffs and actually try to win that championship. Vegas is nice and everything, has a lot to offer, but at the same time, he wants to win a championship. That's what it's all about, really. That's what people are playing for, you know what I mean? Um, The Steelers' offense is still looking broken. They can't really run the ball. Kenny Pickett's not really doing much. Um, Yeah, the line isn't really doing much for him either, so it still looks pedestrian. They're counting on their defense really to win games for him, and that's what kind of happened. Steelers two and one, Raiders one and two, Eagles beat my bucks uh, twenty five to eleven. Um, yeah, it was bad. The offensive line, defensive lines of the Eagles look real, um, pushing us around on both sides of the ball. Our offense wasn't able to get right. Of course, we still have no rushing attack. It's just kind of weird to see the last couple of years not being able to run the ball, or you just move. This is just crazy to see. Um, the forces us to pass the ball. Mike Evans had a couple of drops in the beginning. Uh, Yeah, Baker Mayfield made a couple of mistakes as far as reading the field. He kind of wanted to make the big plays instead of checking the ball down. Needs to kind of focus on Chris Godwin more and not try to force feed the ball to Mike Evans all the time. You know what I mean? It did start raining midway through the game, which probably caused the pass attack to be a little fucking little worse. A little harder to do especially when we weren't able to run the ball just it just fed right into the eagles hands because they were able to run the ball their offensive line pushed our, our defensive line around like nothing uh deandre swift just had another incredible game just like he did last week those holes were opened up incredibly yeah the way the, the way the Eagles look on their offensive defensive line, they could just run the ball and not really pass it at all. But they do have the off the offensive weapons to pass the ball, which make them an even scarier team. Um, but maybe something's wrong with Jalen Hurts where he can't really make the plays downfield that he wants to make at this time. So they're kind of like uh, easing them into it with the run plays and just doing heavy rushing kind of attack during the offense and they lost their offensive coordinator to the Indianapolis Colts. So they're going to have to kind of ease into this new offensive playbook and kind of get back to where they were last year. But it's kind of weird not seeing them move the ball down the field through the air like they were last year because A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith were really dynamic last year through the air. Um, But now they're just kind of using more so the running backs and then using that that little – tush push at the one yard line to get Jalen Hurts in the end zone, which I feel like is cheating, but whatever. But the Bucks the fall to 2 and one and the Eagles move up to 3-0. and Me personally, I feel like the Bucks were kind of – this is a scheduled loss for us. Uh, I felt like we we're going to lose anyways. Um, but I just feel like, you know, the last two weeks kind of gave me a little encouragement to think that we put up a bigger fight than 11 points. We got a safety in the game after a turnover that we got. We got a safety. It just looked kinda of bad in prime time, but I think we'll learn from this loss. Um two corners hurt, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, and our fourth corner, um D Delaney all got hurt. Um, middle linebacker got hurt. It was just it was just a bad game and Coming out with those injuries is not going to be good. We play the Saints next week, um, which we need all these players for. I'll talk about that when we get closer when I make my predictions. Uh, but again, Eagles three and zero, and the Bucks fall to two and one. And in the last Monday Night Football game, we had Rams versus the Bengals. Bengals won nineteen to sixteen. Both sides look really ugly, so there's not really much to talk about in that game. But the uh, the Bengals won their first game to go one and two, and the Rams lost the game. And excuse me, another game going to one and two. Um, let's see. Next week's games. Um, So last week, I did pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I I stopped kind of telling you guys who I picked. Um, But after I picked the Ravens, I lost that one because the Colts beat the Ravens. Patriots, I picked the... Patriots over the Jets, I got that one right. Seahawks over the Panthers, I got that one right. Chiefs over the Bears, I kind of got caught up in that Taylor Swift talk, so uh, I kind of forgot to say you guys forgot it right. But I picked the Chiefs, of course, over the Bears. I picked the Cowboys over the Cardinals. That one let me down pretty bad. Um, I picked the Steelers over the Raiders, and I picked the Bucks over the Eagles. got that one wrong. And the Rams, I picked the Bengals over the Rams, so I got that one right. But moving on to week 4 one of my next week's predictions. Um, we have the Lions at Green Bay uh lions are favored by one um i'm going to have to go with the lions man those weapons are picking up um laporte is looking better than i thought he would i would love to see jameer gibbs get more involved and get the ball a little bit more and do get a little more action going i'm in ross st brown uh rame uh, raymond looks seeming like he's balling out that defense aiden hutchinson uh, they're balling out right now so i do pick the Detroit Lions in this game to beat the Packers in Thursday night football. Atlanta plays Jacksonville at Jacksonville. I got Jacksonville in this game. Jacksonville favored by three. Uh, Miami plays the Buffalo Bills at Buffalo. Buffalo's favorite by two and a half. Man, I don't know, man. I, Me personally, I think this is where Buffalo's is another game, man. The Miami offense is looking incredible. And I think the, the bright spot for the Bills right now is their defense. Their offense is looking suspect sometimes. And sometimes Josh Allen does a little more than he needs to when he turns the ball over a lot. So I think the Miami Dolphins take advantage of that. And I think they keep rolling, um, even though they're, you know, they're the two-point underdogs, two-and-a-half-point underdogs in Buffalo. I got Miami in that game. Minnesota at Carolina Panthers. I'm going to go with Minnesota in this game. They're desperate. Um, Minnesota's favored by three and a half. Maybe this is because Andy Dalton is starting and Bryce Young's not there. I don't know. Maybe Carolina is just kind of the worst team right now in the league. That's kind of disguised. I don't know. But I think the Vikings will win again. They do need to win the game. They can't go on four with any chance with any hopes to do anything in the season. I know it's kind of the odds are kind of against them to make the playoffs anyways at 0-3, but... Yeah, I think Kirk Cousins needs to step it up this game, win this game, or else they're going to think about trading them to the Jets. For real, for real. So I got the Miami, uh, excuse me, the Minnesota Vikings over the Panthers at home. Then I, let's see, the Broncos at the Bears. Wow, this one's going to be tough to predict, but the Broncos are favored by three and a half in in, uh, Chicago. Make or break game for Russell Wilson. Cause if they lose to the Bears, I think some I think he might get benched or I think Sean Payton will say he's seen enough and he has to bench Russell Wilson, which would be kind of crazy. Um the Bears side again, I feel like this is a game that Justin Fields I mean, the coaching staff, the city, I think everybody thinks Justin Fields can go out there and win if he goes out there and uses his legs and kind of get out of that funk, get out of the media hype that everybody's trying to put on them negative hype that everybody's putting on them. Um, just play his game to show everybody with this talent. He ain't got to try to talk in every interview to try to prove himself though. That's important. Sometimes I think right now it's just about the play and you having a chance to win right now against Denver. I think this is a really good opportunity for, so I'm going to pick the bears. Though the the Raven, or excuse me, the Broncos are desperate, I think Justin Fields is going to play more desperate, and they're going to win that game at home. Baltimore against Cleveland, Cleveland's favored by two and a half at home. Ah man, though I no, though I love the Ravens, though I love, and no, I don't love the Ravens, but I just love Lamar Jackson and everything he's about. That defense out there in Cleveland, I think is just out there to prove a point. And I think Deshaun Watson is going to get better and better. So I do got the Browns at home by two and a half. Well, not by two and a half, but you know, with the spread um, Steelers at Texans. This one, I could, I could be wrong. I'm picking the Steelers though. Houston looked real last week and the way the offense of the Steelers looked I no, I'm picking Houston. I can't, I can't Houston's going to win at home versus the Steelers. I still don't believe in that offense quite yet. And I think Houston's defense is going to be good enough to shut down that offense. And, and I think the offense of the, I don't know the Steelers defense is really good, but some of the stuff CJ Stroud was showing the last couple of weeks. I think they may be able to get him. I think they may be able to get him. This might be an upset. This is my upset. Maybe it might, may not look from a big, look like a big upset from the outside looking again due to the records, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick them. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans over the Steelers at home. Um, Rams versus the Colts. Uh, That offensive line for the Rams did not look good at all this week against the Bengals. Until that's fixed, until further notice, until the Cooper Cup gets back in the lineup, pretty much, I'm gonna have to go with the Colts, uh, favored by one at home. Um, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. I'm picking Tampa Bay. There's no discussion needed. Um, the, the Saints are starting Jameis Winston, um, though we have two banged up corners. I think some one of them will be healthy. Maybe maybe two. Hopefully, will be healthy by game time, even though it's kind of a short week. Um, yeah, without without Derek Carr, um, I think this line and. Baker being able to move a lot more than Tom Brady will give us the edge. I think we can pull it out. Um, I think we'll be able to do that. You know, everybody thinks that uh, M- Lattimore takes Mike Evans out of his game, always shuts him down gets him out of his head and doesn't make him do something stupid. I think this is the game that he kind of like just kind of redeems himself and just kind of keeps a level head. Um, him and Baker get back on the same page. Chris Godwin gets over the injury bug, scared that, you know, this is where he got hurt, knock on wood. But, I think we'll get it together. Um, our defense hopefully plays a lot better. They have receivers out there in uh, in New Orleans. So hopefully we don't do that stupid-ass defense playing hella far off the ball, giving them the five, 10-yard curl routes and slants all day, especially with slant boy Mike Thomas out there. He'll do that all day. So let's go, TF. I got you guys in picking y'all. Commanders at Philadelphia. Philadelphia's going to win. That's it, and that's all. They're favored by eight and a half at home, and I don't know if they're going to win by that much, but I got Philadelphia in that game. Bengals versus Tennessee. Me personally, I'm hoping t- uh, Cincinnati can get their stuff together and put some wins together. Uh, Cincinnati is favored by two and a half at Tennessee, so I got you know I got I got the Bengals in this game. Las Vegas at Chargers. Oh yeah, I got Chargers all day, favored by five and a half points. I do got the Chargers for sure. Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen to continue to ball out. Got them both of my fantasy teams too. So hope they continue to ball out. Um, New England Patriots versus Cowboys at Dallas. Oof. Uh, man, a lot of people are saying that the uh, Patriots have a chance with their defense against the Dallas offense. Um, I know the, <laughs> the Patriots offense is going to have a tough time. Ezekiel Elliott's making a return to AT&T stadium as a Patriot. Uh, maybe they can move the ball because they saw what James Conner was able to do. So maybe Zeke can move the ball. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson can move the ball on the ground against the, uh, you know, run the ball at Micah Parsons, make, you know, make them make some plays uh mac jones i don't know if he'll be able to make any plays down in through the air but we'll see we'll see what happens but um i, I want to see this is almost upset they can get almost upset but they, they got surprised by the cardinals last week i don't think the cowboys are going to get upset two weeks in a row so i got the cowboys in this game arizona versus san francisco san francisco is going to walk through them they're favored by 14 points at home oh yeah that's that's a walkthrough um the jets are playing at home against kansas city that's going to be another drumming uh, i don't know how these these good ass teams have these easy ass schedules, but the chiefs are going to walk through the jets at home and they're going to further be in a discussion of what to do with Zach Wilson, but hold on, you know, this game, you're not going to win this game. And I don't think you thought you're going to win this game. Anyways, this is probably already a scheduled loss. So just hold on, you know, chiefs win that game in, in, in the Meadowlands. Seahawks at the giants. Is that right? Cause don't they play in the same place? Maybe one games at you know, at a night game, maybe, I don't know. That's weird. Maybe it's the Monday night football game. Seattle versus New York Giants. Yeah, maybe it's Monday night. Um, I got... after I, I, If 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 Saquon's back, I got the Giants. But if Seahawks are there and Saquon's not playing and those linemen aren't back for the Giants, I got the Seahawks winning. So I let me just go with the Seahawks because I have too many stipulations in my heart so I can go with the Giants right now because all those people are probably not going to be healthy. Um, So I got the Seahawks in that game at New York. So to recap the teams that I'm picking, I got Detroit over the Packers. I got Jacksonville over Atlanta. I got Miami over Buffalo. I got Minnesota over Carolina. I got Chicago at home over Denver. I got the Browns at home versus Baltimore. I got the Houston Texans at home versus the Steelers. I got the Colts at home versus the Rams, Tampa Bay um, beating New Orleans. Who's at home. Uh, I got the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Commanders by a lot at home. (laughs) The Bengals beating the Tennessee Titans who are at home. The Raiders losing the Chargers in LA. I got the Patriots losing to Dallas in a revenge game. Just a get right game for Dallas. I got Arizona losing to San Francisco in a a drumming. And then I got Kansas City over uh, the New York Jets because yeah, Taylor Swift is adding power to this team they're going by 50 (laughs) seahawks versus the new york giants in monday night football i got the seahawks so keep track of those i'm gonna keep keep track i think i got like three wrong last week um so my record's pretty good still man y'all again if y'all want to try to go put some parlays together look at my track record from last week and you know i'm saying go out there and if you're writing down these spreads and what i got go ahead and try to win you some money I got you. I got you. If you want to throw me some, I'll throw you my Cash App too. But uh yeah, let's move on to some fantasy, talk about winning some money, man. Cause this fantasy football stuff, it, it, it's gotten real. It's gotten real, real, real. Um, I bounced back this week from last week and actually put up a, a record 213 points. I had Tyreek Hill, I had Justin Herbert, who was the number what, number one quarterback in fantasy right now. Tyree Hill, number one receiver in fantasy right now. Keenan Allen, number two quarterback in fantasy right now. I had Laporta. The number two, uh, number two tight end in fantasy right now. I'm sure Sanders, the kicker, since the, you know, the Miami Dolphins are scoring so many points, he up there right now, you know. So, so I'm doing some things. I'm doing some things in the fantasy world, man. Again, the best of bias, uh Best of Bias Invitational Fantasy League 2023 is going right now. Week four is in motion. Um, Thursday Night Football was yesterday, so we got some points. I think Thursday Night Football was, was Lions versus the Packers, a divisional game, if I'm not mistaken. So a lot of point applications there. So my scores, you know, will be pumping because I got Jameer Gibbs. I got Laporta playing in Thursday night football. So I'm standing strong in those two guys. Though it's been kind of shaky for Jameer Gibbs. I know my Jameer Gibbs owners out there are kind of scared because he hasn't really been doing what he was supposed to do, especially the first couple of weeks with uh, David Montgomery out there. But since he got his groin injury, you know, it's been time for Jameer Gibbs to kind of shine. He didn't really do much last week. I think he got like, I don't remember exactly, maybe like seven to nine points. Um, but it wasn't the big, you know, points that I think it was like the number 12 pick in the draft was drafted to give you, you know, I expected a lot more for that high draft value that you got drafted in the regular draft. Sorry, I have to drink some water. Stay hydrated guys. Um, but you know, especially me, I drafted him in the third round. He was one of my major targets in the draft that kind of was like. I'm gonna wait it out. I know a lot of people are gonna pick up these name values in the third round, but I'm gonna pick up Jameer Gibbs because people saying that he's gonna be a he's gonna be a value. But I'm not gonna give up on him because I do have Jonathan Taylor in the tuck. He's on the IR right now and I'm sure he's ready to play. And whatever team he plays for, he's gonna come back with a vengeance. So I have him, James Conner. Um, I have him, James Conner, Jameer Gibbs, Shavante Williams on the bench. I have Rashad White still on the bench. So I, I have some guys tucked away just in case something happens. And my receivers are really cream of the crap. Uh Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Keenan Allen. Yeah. That's some work right there. You know what I'm saying? And they been yeah, that combination that stacked with Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen have them in every league that I'm in. Um, but anyways, best to buy is fantasy league. We're in the midst of things. Um uh, scores for this week me again sorry Dijon I had to beat your team 213 to 167 um just a running back living paycheck to paycheck Yancey uh lost to Cam's Catering who is Kevin uh 109 to 105 Hot Boys uh beat K Swag 179 to 107 Shenanigans which is Deshaun beat Jason Dirt. Oh, actually, no. Sorry about that. Paydirt actually won, beating shenanigans one thirty-seven to one sixteen. Nightmare on G Block. I- I'm sorry. These t- these names may be different every week because these guys, for some reason, a lot of them are changing their names every week to kind of fit the week. Uh, maybe that's a new a new thing in fantasy football. Maybe it's a, a super st- a superstitious superstitious strategy. So that alliteration it gets me. Um, superstitious. I'm not gonna try to say it again. Uh, strategy to keep their team winning. If you have a new team each week, maybe you'll continue to win. A nightmare on G Block. I think that is the old unanimous team, which is Tay, won one twenty seven to one twenty six, a very close game. Uh, so you're not uh, against you're not the boss of me, uh, which is Sean. Ah, uh, damn, that's just hella close. I'd be hella mad if I were you, Sean. And then K Swag is next, which is Derek, who has switched his name. Um in kind of like anticipation of his matchup against k-swag so he's kind of trolling k-swag by saying k-swag is next but of course he won 118 against sean uh middleton's championship team who had 95 points so ultimately that leaves the standings as follows let me go over here bam bam get to the league bam 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 so in first place we got kevin with camp's catering at three and oh second place we got kyle with oh no actually my bad see it already tricked me damn it Derek so second place we got Derek with K swag is next at three and zero. third place you got me uh at two and one it's just crazy I have 501 points through three weeks and I'm still in third place which is nuts to me the first place team has 398 the second place team has 256 but anyways it doesn't matter I'm two and one in third place fourth place we got John and hot boys as two and one the real case swag at fifth place at two and one nightmare on G block, which is Tay two and one Dijon's dazzling team at one and two. You're not the boast of me with that. Sean gamble one and two, uh Deshaun with shenanigans at one and two. Pay dirt, which is Jason at one and two. Just the running back living paycheck to paycheck. Yancey at zero oh and three, and then Sean, you know Sean M's championship team is at zero oh and three as well. You guys, you guys, you guys. I mean, there's a lot of weeks left. I think, again, the playoffs start week 14. Half the team makes the playoffs. So if you're not in sixth place by week 14, you're not where you want to be. So keep fighting, keep going. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep going, trying to score as many points as I can. Also, again, score as many points as you can, because if you're in a tiebreaker with somebody, not only do you want to have more points than them, your record against them is going to matter as well. So I think we're going to change the points, a uh, record against them is mattering, but in order to win, you have to have more points than them. So scoring points is the ultimate goal, obviously anyway. So just keep trying to score high points, man, because you do want to have a higher score just in case it comes down to some bullshit. Um, me personally, if I win or lose, I'm just attempting to score as many points as possible. I mean, if I'm scoring hella points and I'm still losing, that means people are scoring hella points against me, which is not necessarily good, but hopefully ultimately, I'm on the right track. You know what I'm saying? Some teams are, you know, those two teams ahead of me are getting lucky. Um, I don't think Derek's team has seen me yet. I lost to Cam's catering. So that's kind of a bummer as far as playoff uh, standings go. I need them to not have the same record as me as far as, you know, standings at, at the end of the season. So I can pass them up, but it's going to be up to everybody else. Cause I already played them. I may play them twice. I think if you play, I think the team that you play the first week of the season, you play again twice, you know, towards the end, I think it bounces around. Um, But yeah, hope your team is doing well um i man a lot of injuries happening a lot of highlight plays happening it's the year the receiver it looks like the running backs you know that usually do hella well aren't really doing as well it's a lot of the younger guys kind of showing out and a lot of these receivers just getting all kind of catches that that kenny allen shit is crazy see him actually go out there and throw a touchdown pass as well as nuts but hopefully you had one of those guys on miami this week hopefully you had You know, one of those players that balled out one of those stalwarts. Hopefully your player you picked in the draft isn't hurt already. You know what I mean? And hopefully that player you did pick and you did all your research and you're just balling out. I'm hoping that is you because, yeah. Hope that's you. But anyways, that's it for sports. Um, The last little bit I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the writers. I don't have much pop culture. I just told you guys I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about what what I'm watching and stuff. Uh, But I did get information about the writers um the wga the writers actors guild, uh the writers guild of america had signed a tentative agreement with the studios uh, it was a three-year contract you know after 146 days of striking you know what i mean it didn't it didn't make it quite to you know the longest writer strike ever in the industry is you know ended in second but ultimately we wanted to see these guys get hired we wanted to see a contract and an agreement be made because again me personally i'm a person that for the podcast's sake, for the world's sake, for my sanity's sake, uh, shows, movies, projects of all kinds, games, all kinds of stuff. We need all our writers back. We need the care back. We need the character building back. Don't let me go on my rant. You know what I'm saying? I'm just happy that a tentative agreement has been made. Um, it doesn't mean that everything's gonna come back right away. Everything's resumed right away. Um, you know, the agreement still has to be looked over and voted on, I believe. Um, but some details, um, Let's see. Um, Not really much details of the agreement, but people are kind of assuming and actually are predicting, you know, from the outside, looking in, they're hearing rumors that it had to do with minimal payment increase. So they're getting more money, not hella more, uh, but they are getting more money. Um, they are getting they're going to start getting streaming residuals. So a lot of these streaming services were putting all these shows and rushing to get them out. And um, the people that, you know, helped create the shows writers and stuff weren't getting residuals for those shows being played and clicked and streamed and watched. So now there's going to be a system put in place for the writers to get residuals for those episodes being run and streamed. Um, and they also got, uh, AI safety and protection because they heard and they, and it's true that AI is getting smarter and smarter and studios are going to try to use AI to kind of replace some of the duties and stuff that people in the film industry, the writers, actors, guild and stuff like that did and made their money off of. And that's where one of the things that the writers and actors are kind of worried about is this AI coming in and taking over and taking over their jobs. So another thing that was input in agreement was um, stuff about protection against this AI coming in and taking over and taking over. their jobs and just kind of put those worries to rest I I would assume um again the the strike isn't necessarily over yet there's still some ironing out that needs to do um but they do predict that everything will be back in fully you know motion as far as the writers go by thanksgiving um so right now you know the the writers aren't allowed to pick it but they are able to strike and not show up to work um until like the the tentative agreement is signed and ready um but this also doesn't mean the actors are ready to go yet too because they haven't even been talked to as far as the actors guild has gone um they've been focused on the writers and trying to come up with an agreement for the writers and get them back to work first and they're then they're going to look at the actors but um i feel like this tentative agreement with the writers is a step in the right direction um the the actors will see that they're actually taking their time to get something done. I think they'll look to the actors next and the actors will actually go and follow suit and sign something that helps them as well. Um, But me personally, I'm just kind of happy the writers are back in action because now all the shows that were in motion and actually just being written and in the writing stages and is set up before filming stages started and actually where it's still, you know, stuff that needs to be edited and rewritten or just changed in the script couldn't be done until the writers actually came back and were able to be paid and taken care of. So now that this happens, it's just, it's just, you know, steps in the right direction. I'm excited to see uh, all these movies to get put back on track because a lot of stuff was, um, you know, threatened to be canceled, pushed back really far. I think now, I mean, there's still going to be setbacks because it was 146 days But I feel like now um, we're going to get this stuff back in motion. We're going to get all these projects. We're going to get all the care and the love that was here before um, with these characters, with these stories, with these movies, with these games, it's all, everything that has to do with the industry that we love is going to start coming back slowly. And I feel like everybody's going to be better for it. You know, there'll be a bit more respect in the industry between boss and and worker. And I feel like there'll be more of a I don't know, until the AI comes and takes over because I heard that ChatGPT was uh, just um, given allowance to go through the internet and just kind of search and look up and learn and stuff on the internet and just kind of like do its own thing to kind of like absorb information. So who knows what ChatGPT is gonna be capable of next, but I feel like us getting our writers back um, and eventually our actors back, will put us in a step in the right direction and put us back on track to, you know, getting the heat, getting the stuff that we need, especially for us in this podcast industry, uh, me personally on this Best of Bias podcast, you know, though sports and other areas of pop culture don't really need the writers, the area that I like to dabble in as far as cinema and TV and and, and all that stuff, you already know what it is. I can list on and on. I know I kind of say the same things over and over, but all that stuff, we need it, man. Uh, I like got homies in the industry, I was out there in LA amongst the people during uh, a collecticon while the strike was going on, and I I was in an Uber with the actual person that worked on a couple or worked on a show. Um, He worked with the extras on a show, a show that I actually watched, and it was just kind of sad hearing the stuff that you know, just little things that they wanted that feel better about their security and status, and just you know, addition that they add to a multi-million dollar company or multi-million dollar production that you know companies can just take away and just minimize. Like it doesn't matter. Like these people don't matter and what they do for these productions don't matter. And it's kind of it's good to hear their perspective and actually be on the scene and seeing how it goes. You know, I wish I would have do an interview more people or did. Well, we kind of interviewed him and me and my homie that were in the Uber, but I should have had them kind of like an impromptu interview on the pod because it was a really introspective view on the stuff going on. But again, shouts out to the writers for getting that done. Um, you know what I'm saying? Thank you guys as, uh, the studios and stuff for giving it an idea and just kind of like biting the bullet per se, and just not being as arrogant as, as, as you guys were being as far as getting these guys back to work. You can still do your AI research. You can still cut costs in other areas, but, uh, you shouldn't cut costs when it comes to the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for. Um, the quality that's the word you shouldn't cut corners on the quality of your product and the writers actually give all these projects substance and quality so continue to make those those strides actors I hope you guys get taken care of next And let's you know all these industries man a lot of you seen a lot of industry the car industry, uh, the video game industry they're all trying to go on strike as well to try to get these rights. Um, just a little something, you know what I'm saying? They're not asking for the world; they're just asking for a little bit of something because these studios are kind of profiting—not kind of—they really are profiting off the hard work they do. um They're not asking for all the money you guys make, but just a little bit more, a slice of the pie. Because we know they're them working hard to get you more money, so I feel like they deserve more money for them working harder as well. You know what I mean? 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 I don't need nothing to work for y'all though. Y'all come here to click for free. I'm working all the time. You know what I'm saying? y'all trying to get y'all some merch. Y'all need to get y'all some merch for sure. Um, but do I got anything else for y'all? Oh yeah, the shows that I'm watching. Um, not really shows that I'm watching. I talked about that last time, but there's some stuff that I heard about. A couple of Cinema Corner stuff. Uh, Aquaman 2, man. I'm hearing bad reviews. Uh, the screeners, people are walking out in disgust. Um, I don't know what happened in the movie. I don't know what's going on, but I know they brought the brother back, the villain in the first one brought him back. I know Amber Heard is in this one. Um, Amber Heard is pretty in bad favor with the general public now for bringing down one of our beloved superstars in Johnny Depp. So people were mad about her being in the movie in the first place, but. I heard on the set they were having some bad times. Jason Momoa would dress up like Johnny Depp to antagonize Amber Heard. That's allegedly what she's saying and stuff like that. And I guess it reflected in the result of the movie, man. I thought Black Manta, shout out Yaya, was going to actually go out there and do his thing. I thought people were actually going to like the movie. Um, Jason Momoa, I was hoping he would actually stay in the DCU once it changed over and James Gunn took over. But but (laughs) the result of this movie, I don't think they're going to keep it. I think they may scrap everything. Uh, I'm still for making Jason Momoa Lobo so jason uh, james gunn if you want to make that happen and if that wasn't just a rumor if you want to make that happen go ahead and do that thing um but if you are trying to go to the theaters this weekend i don't think aquaman is coming out this weekend but there is some movies in theaters this weekend um today um that you should check out expendables four i think it came out last week or maybe came out thursday but either way go check that out expendables in theaters right now um what else we got we got i think halloween uh, not Halloween, excuse me, Saw, Saw whatever number you're on, Saul 10 or something crazy like that is coming out for the Halloween. You know, how they come out with one every year. So that'll be in theaters and also the creator uh, with John David Washington. Um, yeah, it looks crazy, man. I hope it's not a thinking movie like um, the other movie he was in that was kind of crazy um it was just all kind of weird maybe watch it like seven times to understand it but this one looks crazy one about robots and the robots exile and the robots just being bad for some reason and then everybody hating robots kind of like looks like i robot but on like a 2023 vibes kind of like upgraded and a little bit different with another good actor in it but i'm excited to see that and see what that's all about so you guys should go check that out as well what else do i got do i got anything else on the docket hmm um. Nope. Pretty much. That's it, man. And we got one more week till Loki starts, October 6th it It'll be out next week. So hope you guys are ready for that, because I'm really excited to see the direction that we're going in in this Phase Five. I'm hearing a lot of things about after um Deadpool, how the whole MCU is going to reset timeline wise, um uh, and lead right into the Secret Wars. I heard Jonathan Majors in multiple multiple episodes of Loki. So things are going to get real. We're going to get back into our Marvel talk and Disney Plus talk. So we'll start reviewing that show, um starting next week as well. Exciting stuff to come Um, again. We're going to have this tournament um, coming up next week or actually probably pretty soon. I don't know exactly when it'll drop, but it'll drop really soon after this episode, side characters, anime tournament, they're going to get 16 team or 16 players. Again, just like we did last week or a couple weeks ago with the main characters for the anime going up against each other. We're going to take secondary characters and put them up against each other. So it's going to be great um obviously this is the end of the episode um, i ain't got no more stuff for y'all but hope you guys enjoyed the pod it was all sports today uh, pop culture um sorry we'll get that next week um but next episode dropping next little piece of content of course is going to be ahsoka episode seven in that tournament i talked about um and also again Go Oregon. If you guys are at the game out there in Palo Alto at Stanford, last Oregon, last uh, Oregon versus Stanford game, there's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be exciting times out there, man. Me living it up. So many memories of Oregon playing Stanford, me going to Oregon Stanford games over the years, meeting college and high school and stuff like that. So it's gonna be really exciting to see that for the last time. I might shed a tear, but if you're out there holla at me again, you got merch all day, hats, dad hats, bucket hats, uh trucker hats, beanies, uh t-shirts still, and brand new hats with the lightning bolt and growly coming. In, um real soon. I got the hats. They're done. Um, as soon as they're shipped to me, I'll show you guys what's going on. Pop-ups coming soon to where you guys can buy the hats. But um, hit me up wherever you can find the podcast, wherever you find me at. Ask me in below. Hit me up in the DMs. I got the merch for you. I got prices for you. I'll ship it right out to you. But if you're looking for me, you know you can find me at it's SAC underscore Lydell on the Instagram, Patrick underscore Lydell on the Snapchat. If you're looking for the Best of Bias on any platform, just type in Best of Bias you'll probably find me there. You can find us on Instagram under Best of Bias on YouTube under the Best of Bias podcast or Best of Bias podcast. You'll see Growley's face um, and you'll know where to click. Just like, subscribe, share, hit the bell so you don't miss any episodes. AKA has been doing a great job. Uh, gra- graphics looking crazy, 190 some episodes. Uh, last episode, episode looks wild it's been for the upload was crazy how many uh gigabytes i had to upload to the computer so check that out he's been doing great things clips are back in there uh quality of the episodes is just top notch uh guests if you want to be on the podcast of course just hit me up i got a lot of stuff in store for you chelsea coming soon of course aka is coming to do the tournament i'm trying to get a weekly segment with some of my friends and some of the best of bias family members on so we can have them come back with that segment you know what episodes we're going to be we know what topics are going to be we're trying to get a little something you know we always advancing and always trying to move forward and give you guys the best content possible but again let me not get too lost the best of bias i already said that on the youtube um, you can, you can find me Patrick Lydell on, 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 uh, Twitter as well. X. Now it is, you can find me on Twitch. Uh, shoot, Lydell, De Niro, Skitty Grub one, all that stuff. Uh, AKA, you can drop all the handles right there. You can drop down on the sky. You know what I'm saying? We'll talk Funko pop. I got a whole bunch of Funko pops. I won LA Comic-Con in December. So, uh, I'm gonna get Napoleon Dynamite, John Hader's, uh, autograph. I'm getting Pedro's autograph. I'm getting my Nosuke pop autograph. Uh, Billy and Kim from uh, Power Rangers are gonna be there, but they're not doing autographs, man. They better better sack up. I'm trying to get... um uh cody ziggler uh, miles morales comic book sign, the dope ass comic book sign too so i'll get a whole bunch of merch we're gonna talk collectible soon too we are gonna talk a whole bunch of stuff with the winter coming up we're gonna talk about some uh clothing fashion we got more stuff coming because we don't really talk about fashion that often and you can see how i'll be dripped out but anyways let me not get too far ahead of myself but um it's the best of bias podcast i might even have a new theme song coming soon me and ak everything into throwing something together showing how, showing you guys how we used to do it in the old school if you knew us from the uh, sky high clubs swaggy p days you know how i used to get down me and aka with the spitting in the bars and stuff so we might have a new theme song coming real soon but either way it's the best to buy his podcast don't be afraid to come back come back next week it's friday go enjoy your weekend don't be afraid to listen again if you want to you know what i'm saying tell a friend join you know what i'm saying it's the best to buy family stay hydrated stay uh stay fresh stay funky this weekend and i hope your fantasy team wins go oregon and all that good stuff and hey we out of here. It's the Best of Bias podcast. Where that theme song at? It's the best, uh, best of bias. Best of Bias. You need to hear for you should try us from bias. pop culture to the movies to Unite us. Unite it's us. the best of Best of Bias. It's Best of Bias. Yeah. Uh, of bias. yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the Best of Bias. You are now listening to the Best of Bias podcast.